I'm here at the um, ArcFest, and with me today is a special guest. How about you introduce yourself? Hi, um, I go by in Ethabel or Bell on Unfiction. My real name is Lauren Soffer. And um, what ARGs have you done before? Um, well, I've played a lot of them, but I've been a puppet master on a couple now. Um, my very first one was a mini ARG, uh, referred to as the pastry ARG. It was a comical personal ARG based on an inside joke around the unfiction community uh, over our obsession with pastries, and it was about Cookie Town and a murder sort of mafia pastry mystery that had to be solved with pastry-related crimes and um, sprinkle corruption. So um, I, I did the story on that. And um, I also worked on uh, an educational arc called Ruby's Bequest. I was hired to do that one. Um, it was about caretaking in the healthcare. And it was basically um, about how we need to improve um, caretaking for disabled and elderly and people with mental illness and any kind of people who need um, caretaking um, in the future. And um, I played a character very much like myself. I have multiple chronic illnesses and I'm in a wheelchair and I have a caregiver. Um, and I played a character similar to myself who was in a similar situation but needed a caregiver for the first time and was hunting through for one throughout the course of the game. Um, let's talk about the pastry arc first. So you wrote the story for that. Um, how long was the arc? And you know, can you talk about designing an arc and some of the challenges or what you had to do to design it? Yeah, um, for that one was kind of touch and go. Um, it was a mini arc. We put it together over a weekend and launched it that same coming week. In um, we threw this thing together. It was it was mostly like farcical and funny, not so much a hard puzzle driven arg. Um, but I just sort of came up with a story. We wanted to do something with pastries, and I like uh, oh a pastry mafia would be really funny. And so I, I just we sort of like said oh what if the health inspector found out about pastry corruption and there was sprinkles and you know we we just sort of like came up with this funny story about Brock Oli and his girlfriend called Callie Flower and they're trying to fix the pastry corruption in town and the players had to help them out and um, so we, we just wrote a funny story and yeah and how did the players then interact with the art um, in this situation they basically um, were introduced to um, by email um, from the mayor got accidentally sent to the players about this new health inspector in town who might be causing some problems for their sprinkle ban. And um, they then were led to Broccoli, our main character, the health inspector's blog, and then they started helping him and found about his secretary, who became his girlfriend, Callie Flower. And you know, from there, they discovered the other pastry town sites and um, had to email back and forth and get on instant messenger with them, um, hack into you know the bag mafia website and etc. And instant messenger then, so players would actually IM uh, someone in the game or how did that work? Yeah, um, some of my fellow PMs played the different characters on Instant Messenger okay. and um, said, oh, we're getting on on their blog right now, and then the players would get on right then, and they would interact and to get some clues to how to proceed with the game and um, find out some crucial information by actually talking in real time with the characters. Okay. And, um, you know, what were the challenges of 
being a puppet master for that? Because I mean, that was the first time you were a puppet master, right? Yeah, it was... Uh the biggest challenge on that one was the time frame. We threw it together really, really fast. So we were working like against the clock. We had a tiny window during a break of another game to throw this together as an amusement for the players who are waiting on a break during this break. So this was like a time factor. Plus, it was our first time. We didn't know what we were doing. So we were just doing what we would like as players. And we were coming from the perspective of what would be fun if we were playing this game. And that's kind of how we approached it. So. And based on that experience, what would you have done differently when you designed the ARG or um, you know, changed the story or anything like that? You know, um, everyone just had a really, really good time. It wasn't a serious ARG, obviously. Um, really, I, the only thing I wish I had, that we'd had more time and we could have done a much, more, a much longer one. However, I am planning a sequel. It's going to be a second pastry arg uh, called Casa Bracca, um, about our main character, Broccoli, in a new situation. It's going to be a pastry noir, so I'm going to eventually, when I am done with the other projects I'm working on at the moment, um, eventually we'll get to pastry arg too. So I'll get to do the full-blown, longer, maybe like a four to six week run version of the same funny concept. And um, what was the player's response to the ARG and any suggestions that they give you after the ARG was completed? Um, in this case, they, they just laughed a lot and thought it was, it just tickled their funny bone and amused them so much. We just really got nothing but positive feedback and desire for more. Um, pastries are such a in-joke within the community. I mean, people try to outdo each other with pictures of ridiculous pastries. So it, it was just a, a completely positive experience in this case. The other project that I worked on, if you want me to segue. Yeah, um, if you could talk about the uh, caregiving arg and um, you know what the specific role was and some of the integration points that you used to you know, convey that reality. Yeah, um, this one was, uh, it was called Ruby's Bequest. Um, basically, the, the basic premise of the ARG was a woman died and left a fortune to this small town of Deepwell if they could correct their caregiving, the lack of caregiving that they had in the community. Um, basically, they're accused of being a, care, a town that doesn't care about their elderly and their sick and disabled people. So that was a stipulation. I played a character, Hannah Silver. She was a young woman who had multiple um, illnesses, autoimmune illnesses, and was looking for a caregiver because she couldn't take care of herself anymore. And um, I video blogged as her, um, and I wrote um, blog entries, and in addition, I helped manage the community and in this case, the community interacted by um, submitting stories, their own caregiving experience stories, of good or for good or bad, and their own suggestions of programs and solutions. And we helped facilitate the players to come up with solutions because this was an educational type thing. It was um, a cerebral palsy organization was a um, co-sponsor of the game. So. And. Um, did any of the players then try to offer the characters in the game caregiving? I mean, was that part of it, or is it just mainly about the solutions? Um, they tried to like help facilitate like matching players up with possible solutions. Um, you know, like I my character didn't have a way to get to. Uh, 
a funeral of somebody who died from exposure because they didn't have a caregiver in the community okay. as a plot point and like the players help facilitate me having one of the other characters give me a ride and how they had a big van that my wheelchair could fit in and you know that kind of thing um, but mostly they submitted their own stories and started coming brainstorming with each other ideas for how we could do caregiving better as a kind of micro model for the whole country like in theory and you know what was your perspective then of the, these types of serious ARGs um, was there anything or any kind of different design perspective that you came away after going through that experience yeah, um, well, I, I wasn't, like, I came in later as I was hired um, to do this specific role after the game had been pretty fully developed. Besides my personal character, I got to do my whole story arc. But um, the main challenge is, on these serious arcs, is especially with caregiving, it's a very, very intense and sensitive and personal subject. And it's hard for people to want to role play and pretend about something that sometimes can be very, very painful for them. Um, they have very personal, sad, often really sad stories that, you know, of loved ones or themselves they've gone through with problems with caregiving and sad things that have happened. And so we had a hard time keeping player interaction going. And um, we also had an accelerated timeline on this, which made it very difficult for the players to feel engaged. So there's a lot of things that, like, as a team, we decided we would have done differently, like... Um, Anything specific that maybe future ARG designers could keep in mind? Um, definitely accelerated timelines make are, are a bad idea in my... Okay. Like, basically, every week was, like, several years. So, oh, okay. Okay. It, so it's, like, by the time, like, if you didn't respond to somebody's blog entry, it was, like, several years later when you were giving them advice, and so it was no longer applicable. Okay. So, um, trying... I mean, the idea was to see what would happen, like... In like really far down the line, if you kept doing these programs and how they would integrate, but at the same time, it made it almost impossible for the players to feel engaged and connected to the characters as full-fledged and emotional as they were. And um, so now you're working on some other arcs. Uh, can you talk a little about that? Yeah, um, I'm also um, I'm vice president of a company called Darklight Interactive. Um, we do sort of um, grassroots, and we have a few other projects that I, I can't actually talk about at all. But um, our big project um, coming up is called Rachel's Walk. Um, it's going to be really interesting and kind of divergent from a typical ARG in that it's going to have some sort of old-school interactive fiction slash RPG elements through a specialized interface okay. where you get to enter a world. So there's going to be all the traditional elements of an ARG, but there's also going to be a text-based RPG part of the game, okay. which is going to be... It's going to be very um, graphically and like interactive in a, a kind of unique way and I'm very excited I've been working on this since almost the beginning with my partner um, and I've helped develop the whole story and done I'm doing a lot of um, 3d graphic rendering for it and um, all, all different stuff and have you encountered any design challenges while you were um, working on this and um, yeah yeah, um, the hardest thing about working without a budget, really, without much budget, and with a very small team, is that you're doing everything, and um, it's very time-intensive, and it can take up your whole life. 
Um, I haven't had time to even play an ARG myself in months because I've been produce, working, uh, you know, sometimes 12 hours a day trying to get this ARG ready as soon as possible. We unfortunately keep having to move back our start date because we want it to be perfect. We want it to be what the ARG we want it to be and we'd rather make the players wait and make it worth the wait. So, but it, it, it it's sad and we, we know the players are getting impatient and that's one of the hardest things is when you just, you just can't make it go any faster than you can make it go when you're working with mainly a team of two. We recently brought on some extra help. So, um, I mean, is there maybe borrow a page from the pastry ARG and, you know, try to release it quickly? I mean, is that is that a viable option or do you think that it has to be perfect before it? It doesn't have to be perfect and no ARG is ever going to be perfect. You can't, sure, sure. You can't predict what the players are going to do. There's always this gray area of unpredictability that you have to adapt to. The thing about this one is because we're doing this whole kind of new genre incorporation of the text-based RPG part. You can't make that go production of that part go any faster okay. than it can go. That's what's you know holding it up. So with this RPG aspect, are are players then going to have their own levels or their own um, persistent character state, is it, or, is, or is it something different? Uh, honestly, I can't tell you. Okay, that's cool. <laughs> um, yeah, and what would you? Where do you see ARGs going then in the future? Uh, based on what you've seen and the potential? Um, well, what I really see is they're becoming more and more uh, like a mainstream, like other forms of media like in entertainment are using ARGs as viral promotional tools. And um, I don't really... I don't really see the pay-to-play model being that viable, especially at this stage for ARGs. I see them as an amazing way to promote movies, books, um, events, like all sorts of things like that, um, because it's like the coolest advertisement I think you can possibly do, and you don't. The players don't even necessarily know it's an ad until the end, and they're all engaged and wrapped up and. At the end, it's like, oh, and this was for X. Well, that's cool. I should go check that out if they can make me have this great of a time playing this ARG for six weeks, then I'm definitely going to go see that movie or check out this band or whatever it's going to be. So I see it becoming more that. But um, at the same time, I think eventually down the line, and I hope that it will become mainstream enough that it will become more than just an advert way to advertise or just be a grassroots like um, labor of love it will become something that people will want to pay to play maybe in a serialized form or um, you know the, and I see it incorporating more and more different kinds of media like we're starting to try to pull in some like classic gaming elements I think there's other ways you can keep redefining the genre I, I think the mold is not set and um, it's a living entity what an arg is is changing every day so yeah. and you know how is then an arg really different than an online MMO um, I mean, for someone, for a lot of the listeners who are just coming from a traditional gaming perspective, what are the, you know, salient points that make an ARG totally different? Um, typically, there's no, it happens, yes, it happens in real time, but you're interacting, like, instead of NPCs, yeah. 
they're live people playing these characters against you. So they think and they interact and you get on, you email back and forth them and the PMs are, you know, playing. It's like, it's kind of, somebody said to me the other day, oh, is it kind of like going to a murder mystery dinner? And you're in the middle of it. And I said, yes, that's exactly kind of what it's like, but online. And you're sort of, you play yourself and you're suddenly in this storyline interacting against people who can improvise and play against you. It's not like an automated response and you don't have an avatar you're playing as yourself. Um, and you're emailing back and forth, you're IMing, you're hacking into fake websites, you're breaking codes. It's very cerebral and very engaging mentally. Um, now, in some MMOs, though, you can actually interact with other players um, within an MMO. So, how is is this different? Because ARGs, the the people that you interact with, they have a certain role that they're already playing within some defined structure. Whereas in an online MMO, the players that you're interacting with are just kind of normal characters in the game without any real purpose. Or? Okay. Well, in this case, you're you can interact not only with the other players because you work together with them in a community like Unfiction sure. um, to solve the puzzles. But you're interacting with the, what would be considered in an MMO a non-playing character, are playing characters. So um, those are real people instead of like programmed characters. They're real people who are thinking back and um, having, sometimes I've spent, as a player, spent hours talking to and becoming friends with these um, PMs who are playing a character as the character to get information out of them and actually enjoy just talking about random stuff with them because there are real people playing them. And um, and then you play with the other players and you get on, on fiction or in our fiction chat room and try to solve these puzzles so you're interacting and becoming friends. And the community is one of a kind. I've never met a community, like a more tight-knit group of people who are truly the most caring, amazing, supportive people, and they've become my best friends. And any last words then for future potential ARG developers or designers out there? Um, start as a player. Um, if you haven't played an ARG and you want to create an ARG, don't. Play an ARG first. In fact, play as many as you can and try to play good ones that uh, don't implode, that make it through the end, that you enjoy. And so you can start to see what works and doesn't work. Because, yeah, some people are intuitively get it right the first time, but it's like trying to write a novel without ever having read a book. If you are trying to make an ARG for the first time without ever having played one. Um, so, and, you know, even though it is there's no real boundaries. There are things that the players expect, like their trust to not be violated, and that's a really common mistake that PMs who haven't, aren't familiar with ARGs make, is they end up doing things that violate the player's trust, and they don't like that at all. That's a, a big no-no, so. Can you give an example of a violation of trust? I mean, if it's, if you're expected to kind of hack into fake websites and stuff like that, I mean, how is where is that boundary with ARGs? Um, the most common thing is coming into Unfiction, which is kind of like a safe new territory for the players only to come together and work out the puzzles without fear of obstruction or interference by the game. Um, and 
a lot of times the biggest thing is where people pretend to be players and they come into fiction and hint you along or mess with you or pretend that they're players and they're not okay. and um, mess with you that way and when that comes out that's a huge violation of trust because that's the most common thing and it happens time and time again with new PMs or sometimes old ones think they can get away with it but um, that is a is like against the rules of unfiction and because the players do need a place where they can discuss and not be like oh I can't share that because it might interfere with the game somehow or something sure. like that so great thank you very much